You look like a real hunter. A witch hunter. A monster hunter. I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking. But a troll is a monster, and, and you aren't. I just look like one. Not to me. And besides, what makes a monster is their souls, not their hides. So you and I are real monster hunters. Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses to be. I am Christy, and I'm here with my friend and co-host Brie. Hello! And we are here today to talk about Beauty and the Beast, A Dark Tale. Ooh, spooky. AKA, I guess, uh, Booby and the Beast, is that anything? Oh, oh, I like that. Okay. That's that's good. Were you were you did you just come up with no, that or no, were you... that's that's been that's been percolating in the back of the brain since uh since I laid eyes upon the box art for this particular film. Oh goodness, I <laughs> this is... uh, do I uh, do we want to get into that right oh away, or do we want to save that for the discussion? Uh, you know what? Let's just let's just let's just let let's start with that because listen, when when we were figuring what to do next, I was like, oh yeah, we should watch the <laughs> the Beauty and the Beast with the titties out on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, I knew I had recognized it because I think I saw it at your place in like the pile of movie. As I was watching this, listen, Christy, I've already seen this. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it yeah. was just gone from my brain. I watched it at your place, and then as I was watching this, I'm like, wait, I have seen this <laughs> the, already. <laughs> the memory started to oh, reawaken. It, re- it reawakened. I don't know how I ever forgot about <laughs> them, them, them titties. The, the the tatas the tatas yeah so this one uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so this one this okay yeah starting off <laughs> we we don't tend to talk about the dvd covers for these movies um because usually they're they're fairly par for the course what you expect out of these films and Beauty and the Beast of Dark Tale, whoever, I, I remember explicitly finding this one on Amazon. And as soon as I saw the cover, I was like, oh, add this to my cart. Ship it to me right I now. I need it immediately. Because this cover tells me all I need to know about the overall like quality of what this movie is going to be. Um, so this, the DVD cover, uh, it's, it's very high contrast. There's a picture of, of Belle and the Beast. And and you've got the uh, you know the, of course the spotlight is on on their faces providing that high contrast <laughs> so you know what to focus on. Uh-huh. Um, but also the spotlight is pointed lovingly at Belle's uh, ample cleavage. Uh, so it's it's really <laughs> focusing, making sure that you know what the important things on this cover are, making sure that they are the brightest lit thing on the cover. Oh my god. 
not not to mention that the title for this movie is placed right beside Belle's cleavage. Oh yeah. Making sure that no matter what, your eyes are going to snap to her boobs anytime you look at the cover. They know where they want your gaze to rest. And it yeah. is firmly upon her ample chest. Thank you and good night. They are inescapable. <laughs> I remember, I actually remember, um, like, putting up a picture of this DVD cover on Twitter on a previous Twitter account, just to be like, oh my god, everybody look at this. And of course, Twitter with its fucking cropping. Oh no! It just, it just, it cropped right into the title, so all you see is just his, her, her, her tatas, just right there. Oh. And like, this is 0% disparaging against... Like, showing off boobs, being hot and sexy, and wearing low-cut That's totally fine. We- Mm -hmm. I don't think either of us are saying that. Just to to get out in front of anything like that. But just- just the way the movie centers, and like, the costuming for this film is so funny. Because like, everyone's wearing these like, clearly budget, like- cheap party city party city kind of costumes like it's they're like what do medieval peasants wear um polyester uh (laughs) there we go yes that's that's what it is um and then there's bell and then there's bell's costume and it is just it's like a leather corset over this tiny little dress that shows off both her chest and is like a mini skirt. So you yeah. got you she's just like well, guys. Come on. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure this is this is historically accurate. Uh, like every other like you see the other people in her village and they're all dressed like Ren Fair. Like not good Ren Fair, like budget Ren Fair. Mm-hmm people yeah like yeah like guaranteed there there is basically somebody probably just went into the costume department of whatever studio made this and they just grabbed like whatever basic costume pieces they could and assembled them into something that was vaguely medieval looking for everybody else and like like her mom is wearing like burlap (laughs) and like Mm. the peasants are all wearing these like kind of fakey linen and and stuff like that and you're just like okay all right you're doing it and then she's got this like cleavage enhancing like vest situation over this tiny little skirt and these like calf high boots and you're like yeah okay movie like we see what you're doing we know who the star of the movie is and it is (laughs) God. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, I mean, that's like you said, we are not, we don't mean to disparage anybody who has ample cleavage and likes to show it off. We are, yeah. we are laughing, laughing at the people who are using it as a marketing point for this awful yeah. movie. Because <laughs> really, that's the best thing about this film. Yeah, pretty much. It's, oh, oof. oof. 
I love I love this one. Yeah, when I so I I saw this this DVD on Amazon. I knew it would be great. Ordered immediately and then watched it. And this one was this one. I I've talked before about when I find a movie that I really enjoy, it gets put on the short list of ones to make my friends watch. <laughs> this one rocketed its way onto the top of that oh, yeah. list. Oh yeah, and that's like. My memory is bad. I think it's happened already in this podcast that, like, we've watched a film and I'm like, wait, I've already seen this one. Yeah. Well, the, this one, I I remember us. I'm pretty sure we watched this. I think it was the same night that we watched the uh, Toei Animation Little Mermaid. Yeah. Oh, yes. That was the double feature. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, I have a terrible memory, so a lot of this, it feels like I was watching it again for the first time. This one, uh, I'm I'm really enjoying being able to watch these movies again because <laughs> I there's so much in them that I forget. Uh, it was it was delightful to to take a look at this one again, and wow. it's kind of this. So this episode will come out during October, so we can kind of cheat and say yeah, this is like spooky Halloween. Uh, Ooh, it's dark, a dark tale. A dark tale. Ooh, it's a, it's a more beauty. mature Beauty and the Beast. You can tell because you can see her cleavage, and also we spent most of our money on the uh, the, the fake <laughs> blood and effects. <laughs> oh goodness! I I guess before we get too far into it, uh, I'll give just a just a little bit of history uh, for this film. So this is a 2009 Australian film, and it was produced by Limelight International Media Entertainment. Uh, Variety called the film an odd, bloody, cheaply made adaptation designed not for kids, but young guys heading toward a date with a Sunday morning hangover. What? So, uh... (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So basically saying that this is... This is a film that was designed for dudes who are, I guess, getting drunk on a Saturday night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Sure. Um, so Estella Warren, who stars in the film, was previously in such titles as Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, for which she won a Razzie for Worst Supporting Actress, oh. and Kangaroo Jack. Oh, oh wow. All right. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and fun fact, but Estella is originally from Peterborough, Ontario, and once represented Canada at the World Aquatic Championship as a synchronized swimmer, where she placed second. Oh, shit. Oh, good for you. Good for her. Yeah. Good job. I... I guess? Cool. (laughs) I mean, no, that's like, synchronized swimming is wild. Yeah. It takes so much more effort and, like, strength than you think it does. Oh no, don't yeah, it's it's definitely that is far more <laughs> impressive than the movie that she acted oh, in. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. Not not to say that she was terrible, it's just the movie is so fucking bad. It's just so fucking bad. <laughs> it's oh, so bad. I love it, I love it oh. though. Is that uh on that note is is it time that we launch into the the, the summary for this one? I mean, yeah. Christy, please take us away. All right, so let, let's get into it for the uh, near-ludicrous speed plot summary of Beauty and the Beast, A Dark Tale. 
You all know the lovely old legend of Beauty and the Beast. I used to be the law around here. Sheriff Otto, they called me. And I knew the Beast. And I'm telling you that what really happened was far, far more terrifying than anything the storytellers ever admitted. King Maximilian XIII lays dying. His only son died at birth many years ago, meaning all his relatives are vying for succession. This includes the ruthless Count Rudolf, who is perfectly willing to murder to win the crown. Watching Rudolf through a crystal ball is Lady Helen, a sorceress with a plan of her own. Meanwhile, in a small village, we meet the beautiful peasant girl Belle. Belle is a would-be chemist who often wanders the forest looking for ingredients for her experiments. One day, Belle is attacked by a wolf, and the wolf is shot dead with a crossbow by none other than the Beast, a man with distorted and animal-like features. Belle runs off and coincidentally runs into Count Rudolf, and she tells him about the Beast. The Beast is nothing more than a legend. You let your imagination run away with you, young lady. Do I look like an idiot? The Beast killed a wolf right in front of my eyes with a crossbow, and then he tried to kill me. Crossbow? That's the weapon that the Beast is supposed to use. Rudolf and his men catch a glimpse of a creature running through the forest. They chase it into the village where it kills the village doctor before escaping, moving too quickly for anyone to get a good look at it. Rudolf professes to the gathered crowd that he will hunt down and kill the beast. Belle witnesses this alongside the village sheriff, an old man named Otto. To Belle's confusion, Otto emotionally professes the innocence of the beast before collapsing from distress. Otto, what's the matter? I have to. You have to what? Talk to her. Who? I have to. Someone, help me. Help me get him home. Belle tends to the sickly Otto, finding a map in his belongings. Belle decides to follow the map, which leads her to an old hunting lodge where she finds the beast. When Belle asks the beast why he killed the doctor, the beast professes that he has killed no one and that the true murderer is a troll. Does this look like my work? Does it? I am a hunter with a crossbow. I don't have a speck of blood on me. Convinced of his innocence, Belle makes plans to visit the beast again. They part ways, and soon after, Belle is caught sneaking around the woods by one of Rudolph's men, who brings her back to the castle. Rudolph is there with Lady Helen, who has just explained to Rudolph that the troll is her creation. Lady Helen will use the troll to help Rudolph become king, so long as he makes her his queen. Belle is presented to Rudolph and Helen, and Lady Helen in particular is very alarmed to learn of the beast. Lady Helen finds one of the beast's hair on Belle, and Belle is sent to the dungeon. Thankfully, Belle manages to make her escape, and while doing so, overhears Helen explaining to Rudolph that Maximilian's son, who was said to have been deformed and died at birth, may in fact be the beast. Listen, having that monster alive is like having a sword hanging over our heads. And no one in their right mind is going to accept that beast as heir of the throne, even Stop if it is Stop arguing and understand this! The beast must die, and he must die as soon as possible. Great. Helen uses magic and the hair she collected from Belle to speak to the beast. Wanting to lay a trap, she lies and tells him that Belle is being pursued by the troll. The beast, albeit very confused at this disembodied voice, leaves to save Belle. He arrives just in time to witness the troll entering Belle's home. Belle is not inside, however, but Belle's mother is not so lucky, and she is killed by the troll before the beast can intervene. 
The troll escapes, and Rudolph's men arrive to execute the beast. Before Rudolph can do so, the now-recovered Otto intervenes, insisting a trial must take place. Belle arrives just in time to see the beast carted off to prison and receive the news of her mother's death. While mourning, Otto finally decides to explain to Belle the history of the beast. Long ago, King Maximilian was once in love with Lady Helen, but he discovered that she was a cruel sorceress and he spurned her. The king married another woman, and together they had a child. Unfortunately, Lady Helen cast a spell on the baby, and it was born deformed. The queen died in childbirth, and the distraught Maximilian ordered the baby to be disposed of. Otto, who previously worked at the palace, was tasked with disposing of the baby prince. Otto couldn't bring himself to do so, so he took the baby to the lodge in the forest and raised him like a son. As I got to know him, I... I realized that beneath that horrible exterior was one of the kindest, gentlest beings I have ever known. A true prince, Belle. I, I promise you that. A true prince? Does he know? It would have been too cruel. Belle visits the beast in prison and tells the beast his true heritage. Together they make a plan to try and break the spell so that the beast can assert his position as rightful heir. Soon after, it is announced that King Maximilian is dead. The next day, the beast trial begins, and Belle uses her chemistry know-how to create smoke bombs so that she could free the beast and escape into the woods. They make their way to Lady Helen's castle, where the beast confronts the sorceress. Lady Helen ends up revealing that she used hair from the baby prince's head to give life to her troll, and that the two are connected. The beast ends up having to kill Lady Helen to save Belle's life. Using Lady Helen's crystal ball, they see that Rudolph has taken control of the troll and is using it to force the populace to give him the throne. They go to confront Rudolph, but first they help themselves to some of Helen's potions. Namely, they dip their arrows into a potion that changes anything it touches to stone. Back in the village, the beast confronts Rudolph and reveals himself as rightful heir to the gathered crowd. Suddenly, in the blink of an eye, the troll takes Belle hostage. The beast shoots the troll with the enchanted arrow, and the troll turns to stone. Rudolph attempts to attack the beast, and he is stabbed with another arrow, and is also turned to stone. With the troll destroyed, the beast returns to his true form, Maximilian XIV. The film ends with Maximilian promising to rule as an honorable king, and he and Belle share a kiss. He did exactly what he promised. As long as that couple ruled, there was peace. There was prosperity, and there was also two very unusual statues, just to remind people how lucky they were. The, uh, the, the, end, the end, I guess. <laughs> God. It was so, it's so weird, the pacing of this film, because halfway through, my notes go, how are we only fucking halfway through this film? And then they resolve everything within five minutes at the end of the movie. It's magic. It's, it's great. I, oh my god, it was a lot. This movie's a lot. <laughs> oh. oh, this one is so good. This one is that perfect blend of having a bad story Bad costumes, bad script, bad special effects. Oh, I love it. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's... Oh, my God. 
Where where to begin first with where this one? Where to begin? We kind of already got into the uh, the costuming. Yeah, and and like you said, Belle is <laughs> challenging. Yeah, she so she she's basically just wearing a slip with a corset over top of it. Yeah, and as you said, everybody else at least looks vaguely sort of medieval peasanty although it does make me kind of laugh that everybody is in very pristine looking costumes oh, yeah. like it's you know i i not to because i i from what i have heard that all that whole thing about medieval peasants don't wash that's apparently a bit of a myth they aren't like extremely dirty as as no, we no. like to yeah. think but that said if you're a peasant who you probably have only so many clothes. And you're probably not going to be wearing the most pristine looking laundry that looks like it just came <laughs> off the rack. You maybe know, they're just very think... maybe they're just very fastidious and clean in the, this village. I guess I guess so. It's just nobody looks like they have actually lived in those clothes. Maybe I mean Belle's mom is the 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 washerwoman maybe she's just really good at her job oh my job. god oh my god you're right she's maybe just incredibly good at her job oh disregard everything yeah. i just said yeah. clearly the movie is ahead of me yeah it already it already told you what's going on by showing you yeah. her mom uh doing laundry at the beginning of the film you you know what i found sort of funny about the costumes is that they, like you said, Belle is the only person that is really dressed up to be the eye candy of the film, but they very easily could have justified putting Lady Helen to something that was also, like, very, like, sexy and cleavage. Well, and they kind of do. At the beginning of the film, she's definitely got, like, a very low-cut dress on, but it's sort of, it varies. She has more than one costume, which is more than we can say for anyone else in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> especially, especially given that this film, I think, takes place over, like, the course of a day? I, I, yeah. A day or two, I a guess, A couple at days, most. I think. At least a couple days. Yeah. It's hard to, hey, here's the thing. The editing for time and camera cuts on this fucking <laughs> film is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... It's hard to describe without being able to show it visually. But the way the mm -hmm. camera cuts happen and the way the time passes, it's not great. Yeah, it's... there's there's definitely an art to it. And as you said, it's hard to describe. But when you see it done poorly, you feel it. Yeah. And like, maybe it was just a matter of like, they didn't film things. They didn't have enough, like, footage for proper cuts. They didn't, like, it could be, it's probably a lot of, comp like, I don't want to lay this upon the editor's feet. But, mm -hmm. like, it was, so it was probably a combo of a lot of issues. But, boy, the flow of this film is not, <laughs> it's not good. It's definitely, it's it's weirdly structured, and I don't know, I think part of that is, well, okay, I, I guess to get to get into one scene in particular, there there's this bit where Belle is taken captive, 
and she's brought to the castle and she has like this weird little interrogation with Lady Helen and Rudolph and yeah. then she busts out of the prison and and we have this sequence of her escaping the castle and and that's where she overhears Rudolph and Lady Helen talking about the beast but <laughs> why like I I was I was thinking about this why is that why does that scene have to happen because like it kind of feels like there's a dual reveal of the prince yeah. to Belle. Yeah. She she hears she overhears a conversation between Rudolph and Lady Helen. Um but then she doesn't really get a chance to comment on this revelation as again she's in the midst of trying to escape the castle and then she ends up she falls asleep in the forest and and then by the time she arrives in the village her mother is murdered and that's obviously uh her biggest priority right now and then we get that conversation with Otto revealing the full story of the beast and and basically confirming what Belle had already overheard from Rudolph and Lady Helen yeah so that whole scene of Belle being captured and then escaping the castle I don't understand why it's in the film because it feels like we already had Otto waiting in the wings to explain yeah. to her the, the, ex the plot. The exposition like, man was right. He was he's already a narrator. Like he's yeah. Like he's right there to explain the situation. The whole everything about her getting caught there and being like cuz she's like coming back out of the forest and when she's captured by one of Rudolph's, Rudolph's men, and you're like, why? She was just <laughs> walking through the forest. Why'd they cat? Why'd they? Why'd they pick her up? Why? Yeah. And it's like, like, well, they they have to bring her to Rudolph, and it's like, why? Oh, because the plot I, yeah. needs to have uh, Lady <sighs> Helen peer into her memories like a weird TV uh, <laughs> picture in picture. Uh, yeah, uh, so she can see the beast and freak out. Uh, but but there's yeah. no other like the only other reason that they would have caught Belle to bring her in is because Rudolph like really creeped on her hard when she first like runs into them and is like there's a beast out there and he like pulls her up on the horse and is like being real gross and like has his arm around her and is like I love to hold you tightly and she's like Ugh. how often does a washerwoman's daughter get the chance to be intimate with the lord hmm you should feel flattered. Problem is, I don't. So get your lecherous hands off me. You need a lesson in manners, wench. And you need a lesson in common courtesy. <clears throat> Little trollop. He insists, because Belle, when Belle is first, uh, she first runs into the beast, she is obviously super scared, because uh, she almost died by a wolf, and then this weird, <laughs> mysterious beast man, uh, okay. to scare her away, he actually shoots, almost like shoots her with a crossbow. <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, also, the wolf is really funny because, like, it's like <laughs> stock footage of a wolf mixed with so one of the crew's little dog's paws because uh, they couldn't, they didn't have a big dog. So you can tell it's just like a little dog's paws. And then, yeah. like, it flies through the air and she sh he shoots it with a crossbow. And then you just see this, like, weird, <laughs> this, like, very funny stuffed wolf. Yeah, this just this fake dog wolf fake that wolf they somebody made that looks like a just <laughs> it's 
so it's very it's very good anyway yeah. so he shoots at her to get her to run away and she's like oh no yeah. and runs away yeah. as- <laughs> and, and she runs right into rudolph and she's and she's talking about the beast and 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 it, what's great is they don't believe her at first uh because oh they, they think they think she's just being a, a, a crazy peasant woman oh. and it's great because it's not until she mentions that the beast tried to shoot her with a crossbow that they go, crossbow? That's the weapon that the beast is supposed to use. Yeah. That <laughs> apparently- <laughs> that's it. That's all it took. That's that's so, it's like the weird exposition dialogue that you would get from like a, a poorly written novel. It's yeah. Like, oh, that's the clue. It's the beast is said to use a crossbow. Also, what kind of beast uses a crossbow? It I I it's just like to make him special, uh... I guess, because other if he just used a plain arrow, then they wouldn't be able to go, but that's the weapon of the beast, an arrow. <laughs> but um... also like if they're like this is this is not a person, this is a beast. A, an animal that uses a a cross a crossbow, not not any like a, like a parson does. Oh, <laughs> only beasts use crossbows. Oh, okay. Obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, so they so Belle proves that oh she actually did see the beast. So that's when Rudolph insists that she leads them to where she saw him, and that's where he's getting all like lecherous on the horse, and she ends up like headbutting him. So that she could run off. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess that's really the only... I don't know if maybe Rudolph had an order to his men. Oh, by the way, if you see that peasant girl who took offense to me uh, being a fucking creepo, then you bring her to the castle so I could continue to be a creepo. (laughs) I am just bamboozled. Yeah, because like like you said, there really is no reason to arrest her. No, um, Ru- Rudolph has sort of sent his men. Cause, so the whole thing about Rudolph wanting to kill the beast is because he thinks that it'll help endear the peasants to him. That <laughs> if he kills this legendary beast that lives in the woods, that they'll I don't know they'll make him king or support his I his guess. plan to become king. Yeah. Kind of makes sense, but so he just has all of his men scurrying about the forest, trying to find the beast, and I guess maybe there's just an order to arrest any suspicious-looking peasants in the woods. I don't know. We found her. She's was in the vicinity of the woods. You know, the woods that her village, uh... (laughs) The one village in. in this kingdom is by. Yeah. It's weird. I, I decided to bring her to you, uh, account Rudolph, while you're in the middle of dinner. <sighs> <It's>, uh... <sighs> but yeah, that whole scene, yeah. it's just, you, you, I guess as you kind of maybe hit on earlier, is that I guess maybe the real point of that scene is not so much that Belle can learn about the beast possibly being the son of, of the king, it's that Lady Helen needs to be shown an image of the beast in in Belle's thought thought bubble literal thought bubble beside her it's it's beautiful 
But but so Lady Lady oh. Helen sees this, and that's and that's where she. I guess she recognizes the deformity that she gave to the baby prince, I guess. and she realizes it. That's the only thing I could think of because yeah. it's it's weird though because in an earlier scene she was talking about supporting Rudolph in killing the beast, but I don't know. But then when you she sees. Belle's memory of the beast she is very shocked and she didn't make the connection before that the beast is the baby was the former prince yeah I mean and like what what did she think the beast was did she think it was an actual beast that uses a crossbow (laughs) maybe that's what I'm wondering did she just think that Rudolph was talking like was there some other beast in the forest or something that Rudolph was on about? Did she think that the beast that Rudolph was referring to was the troll that she made? Even though, oh maybe, which is it's it's very funny. Just as this, I'm pretty sure because this was filmed in Australia, and yeah, everyone's doing their very best to hide the Australian accent, <laughs> but they don't say troll. They say troll <laughs> throughout the entire film. So I was like, is it a trowel? What's a trowel? And then someone says troll. And I'm like, oh, it's just their accent. <laughs> They're just trying so hard not to sound Australian. <laughs> oh. But it's the troll. Oh, I love I love the troll. Oh, you know what? Props to because the the. You can tell that it's not a high-budget CGI creation, but it doesn't mm-hmm. look bad. It looks halfway... D- it's it's fairly well integrated to most scenes that it's in, which is impressive. It's definitely not the worst I've seen, no. which, as you said, given the this film and the budget it probably had, it's like, you know what? Good for you. That's I guess that's a win for you. Yeah. You did, did a pretty okay job on that troll. I think they they were kind of smart about it too in that I think they they knew that they couldn't show it a ton and so they they kind of worked that into the narrative a bit. Yeah. You there's there's kind of a mystery at first or at least from the perspective of the the uh characters in the film is that for a while they don't know that the beast and the troll are separate creatures. There's just this mysterious thing in the forest that keeps killing off uh, the peasantry, and they only really catch glimpses of it, and then it like it kills somebody and then escapes off into the forest. So there, there's this whole thing about... Even Belle at one point, she really isn't super sure if... The, there was actually a troll, or if the beast has just been killing people yeah. and lying to her about yeah. it. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great scene, by the way, because that happens. Um, yeah, so Belle learns about her mother who has been killed, and she is obviously very upset about this. And she starts talking to Otto about how. You know, like, how do I, like, the beast was caught standing over my mother, and he keeps saying that there's a troll, but I haven't seen this troll, so it's probably just the beast. He probably killed my mom. And Otto, that's where Otto has to go, no, no, you don't understand. He's, the beast is such a great guy, Belle. He's actually just a really good good dude. 
He's so nice, even though he kind of tried to shoot with you with a crossbow and he yells at you a lot. And... But it's just, <sighs> it's such a weird thing that you kind of forget that Belle's mom died. Yeah. And that she kind of was... forgets that Belle's mom died. Yeah. It's just Otto's, Otto's priority in... I don't, it just struck me as so weird watching the movie this time around that Belle, essentially, she's upset about her mom being murdered and she thinks the Beast did it and she's talking about how, you know, she'll never get to talk to her mom again and Otto, Otto's main priority is, hey, hey, no, watch listen. what you say about yeah, no, listen. the Beast. It's, he's a good dude. Definitely yeah. didn't do it. Definitely did not murder your mom. Trust me. I guess, and it... I don't know. I I guess I kind of like Otto. I don't know. I like Otto. Like his... Otto's the best character in the film. Even though he's really <laughs> just a plot convenience. Yeah. Like he shows up and he's like, "No, it wasn't the beast." And then he passes out for an up, enough time for Belle to go and see the beast, and then he shows mm-hmm. back up and he's like, "No, no, no, here's the situation." And then he gets knocked out, and then he shows back up and he's like, "I'm here to help." Yeah. He just, I conveniently <laughs> comes in and out of the plot conveniently yeah just when when he is when he is needed he, they get like the auto signal up in the sky yeah. and he swoops in <laughs> to save the day god but it's yeah i i do i like auto too and but it's just it's such a weird he's such a cheerleader for the beast that i almost wish that the movie turned out that the beast was murdering people <laughs> And that, I don't know, it just, it like, there's this sudden like swerve if it becomes that the movie becomes about Otto having to realize that the boy that he raised is actually just a huge asshole. Oh, no. <sighs> you, you mentioned Otto, Otto's role as uh, the narrator a little earlier, he... and I want to. Okay, yeah, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I just, I, I want to highlight the, so the film begins with an auto explaining to the audience that you all know the lovely old legend of Beauty and the Beast, and I'm telling you that what really happened is far, far more terrifying than anything the storytellers <laughs> ever admitted. And I'll probably use that as the intro to this episode because it's a nice little jumping off point uh, to the film. Yeah. But I love, I love that what he's saying this is the implication that this movie is the real story of Beauty and the oh, Beast. Yeah. And that all other adaptations <laughs> are just romanticized versions of the events of this film. I, I yeah, love it. it's oh my god. Yeah. Like like the the other story the storytellers that came afterwards were just like, yeah, no, this fucking we gotta polish this turd up a bit. This plot makes no sense. <laughs> How is there so many there's so many weird plot holes going on over here? Let's just let's just rearrange some plot elements. Uh, yeah. Fix this uh, up we a don't, bit. We don't need this troll thing. Get Trolls that out of there. And the, like the weird trying to like find the successor to the king. Yeah, like, get just, that. We out don't of need Rudolph at all. Just get him out of here. I kind of I kind of love I love to hate Rudolph. I'll say oh that. Oh my god. Especially his his introduction is great. Oh, it's so um, oh my god, it's it's a lot. <laughs> so we we <sighs> see uh so Rudolph, we are introduced to him at the very beginning of the film. 
Um, so Maximilian, the king, he's he's laying in bed. He's very weak. And Count Rudolf and Maximilian's other family members are there, and they're all kind of chomping at the bit for the opportunity to be named success- successor. So Count Rudolf asks to speak with one of his cousins, the Duke Edward, and he leads the Duke over to the corner behind some curtains, and there's a window there. And they're, they're maybe seven feet away yeah. from everybody else in the room. <laughs> Maybe about like six oh. or eight people, and there's just these these thin curtains dividing the you know the room. Um, so Count Rudolph suggests forming an alliance with his cousin, and when the cousin turns him down, Rudolph proceeds to just push him out the open window. Yeah. <laughs> and then the and the Duke just he 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 screams all the way down, and then he just lands on this very conveniently placed spike on the ground yeah. and impales him. Yeah. It's well it's like a it's like a tree branch that he impales on. Yeah. He gets impaled on. A tree branch that just so happened to be sticking straight out yeah. of the ground. Yeah. Just so that we could get like our first like big like bloody kill of the movie yeah. to show you that this is This is the This is the the dark, dark <laughs> tale of Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> and then he's just like, Help, help. Yeah. Oh, with the Duke has with fallen. Even, oh no. Even less emotion than that. Yeah. Like he's annoyed that he has to fake it. Help. Somebody help me. For the love of God, somebody help. Just, oh, help. Oh no. Oh, help. Fell. What a tragedy. Oh no. Oh no. And it's great because. Nobody in the no. room heard or saw this. The Duke, like, screamed bloody murder as he fell out the yeah, window. like, and it's like, it took some force to, like, f- like throw this guy out this, like, big stone window. And he mm-hmm. just, yeah, no, don't, yeah, it's fine. And he, he falls for a long time. Oh my god, the beautiful effect of him falling against that green it- screen. It's great. Chef's he love it. Based based on the airtime he got, that castle window must have been a thousand. Oh, it's really feet high up. up. He <laughs> probably he probably had enough time to shout, "Curse you, Count Rudolph, <laughs> who killed me just now by pushing me out the window!" I can't believe you've done this. How dare you? And then he checks his watch, and he's still falling. And. <laughs> You're telling me nobody fucking heard that? Yes. Also, you <laughs> was they were cousins, right? Like that was the whole thing. Yeah. I because everyone calls everyone cousin in this, including Helen and yeah. Rudolph, and she's like, "Cousin, make me your queen." <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I oh, guess that's how royalty yeah. did kind of work, but also. Ooh. But also, why would you... You have the choice to just not put that into your movie. Yeah, you you have the choice. Especially because it really didn't lead to anything. No. Like, he didn't reject her because she's the cousin. He just was like, nah, I know you're bad news, and I'm already bad news, so I don't need your bad news. Yeah. And then it never gets mentioned again, so it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Also... 
I do love whenever, like, half the time when Helen and, uh, and Rudolph are having their, like, secret talks. They're on this one walkway on the <laughs> castle. And you can tell mm-hmm. that it's, like, maybe a few meters long. So they're just pacing back and forth across this same yeah. walkway. <laughs> Every, they, they walk a few steps and have to turn yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. <laughs> That walkway is great because I'm I'm fairly sure that the parapets of the castle are just giant chunks of XPS foam. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. A bunch of the walls are just like foam walls. Yeah, and and to explain that for for anybody who has has never heard of this, but XPS foam is you you could do some really cool techniques to it to make it look like brick or stone and it's it's a very common thing that prop makers do um but if i had to guess the maker the prop makers of this film either had no time no budget or both so the foam <laughs> chunks just look like that they're just like foam chunks that maybe have some gray paint yeah they've on been them. spray painted like, they're just so, like, pristinely cut oh. that it doesn't look like stone. It just, it's too, again, like, like with the clothes in this movie, they're too new and f- too fresh. Yeah, it doesn't look like they've existed for longer than um the, the like, weeks yeah. that it took to, <laughs> to film this movie. Like, they, they just installed that parapet that day. Yeah, it's a fresh parapet. Yeah. The mortar <laughs> hasn't even set. God, actually, I, they probably I, I I should re recheck that scene. They probably didn't even fake grout or mortar. They probably oh, no. just stacked the, the blocks on top of each other. Oh no, yeah. Ah, uh, there's other there's other stuff like that too. Where I and no shade to the prop makers. I I just want to repeat that they probably had no budget or time for this, and there's only so much you can do. Yeah, and. You could actually there's there's quite a lot that you can do with lower budget oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. filmmaking. But you have to have the time and you also have to know how to film around this stuff. Um this film does not do that. It does not know how to incorporate these things into the set dressing to make them look believable. No. Yeah. Um so the, there's other stuff like Otto's map to the beast there. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's adorable. It looks like it was drawn by by a child. Oh, got that Dora the Explorer map. It's beautiful. It's so cute. It has like little, you know, like the broccoli style trees that we all used to draw <laughs> as kids. It's oh, it's adorable. So when when Belle first pulled that out, I thought they were flowers. Oh. In in Lady Helen's potion room, there's. <laughs> there's what appear in one shot in particular i notice it appears that there's like a pile of bones which i'm pretty sure <gasps> the spirit halloween prop yeah yeah it's just a pile of bones yeah it's just this it looks like this lump of indistinct plastic <laughs> oh, and they just stuck it in the corner because it's, it's clearly made to go in the corner of a room during halloween so it's like it's yeah. built with like the edges and it's it's clearly just like a spirit halloween prop and it's so good. And by that I mean it's yeah. terrible. It's so good. <laughs> it's I love it. Oh. And it's and again it's like you know even as with the parapets 
it's not meant to be the focal point of the scene. No. You know, it's just meant to like be extra set dressing, but you can it sticks out so much that even though it's in the background, I can't help but notice it. Oh, amazing. It's so good. Oh god. There's there's also like the tapestry or, or whatever it was that was in the castle that has the mark of the beast on <laughs> it. The pattern of the beast. <laughs> Like the this this royalty clearly didn't have any budget for uh mm-hmm. artists. No, they what they had is somebody who had a magic marker and uh-huh. could doodle onto the back of a buckskin. Uh-huh. And that's it. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like that's it? You just want me to draw this little wavy pattern on here? Uh, okay, I guess. I guess you know, this looks kinda do you want me to fill this out so it doesn't just look like somebody Nah 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 nah. Oh, are you sure though? It's more authentic this way. But I mean, I just did this. No, it's it, no, you're good. Oh, okay. Uh, it's perfect. All right. We're, it, it'll be in like one scene. Like no one's gonna know. What? <laughs> one scene. Yeah, it's not important. It's not like the camera is gonna do a loving close up of it. It's not like it's <laughs> a, you know, important character moment no, 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 no. that conveys plot. No, 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 no. No one's gonna be looking yeah. at it that close. Don't worry about it. No. Which to so to explain the the pattern of the beast because oh I cut God. that shit yeah. out of the plot because it does not matter. <sighs> but the beast, so I I guess backing it up even further, when Bell talks to the beast, he reveals that he has this small gold cup, and it later proves his identity as heir to the throne, uh, because it has the royal insignia inscribed on it what the beast unknowingly refers to as the pattern of the beast because he i don't know he just identifies with this pattern it's he's always had this cup it was brought with him uh from the castle when he was a little boy (laughs) did otto just steal a cup on his way out I guess it it's later described as the royal cup so it's I don't know if it's just like the part of the royal cutlery set or something Was it because like the king never had another heir they just never double checked to see if the royal baby cup was still there so they were just like oh I, I guess it's just it's it's in with the rest of the stuff I guess, or it's like, you know how you'll have a set of glasses and maybe over the years you break or you chip one? And so that's just like, oh, yeah. well, I have, <laughs> how many did I have? I think I've got like five or six, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But Belle ends up seeing the pattern on a wall decoration in the castle mm-hmm. as she is uh, trying to escape. And so she just, she she sees this and she's, the pattern of the beast. It's like, what's this doing here in the castle? Oh, and then, weird. Two seconds later, she overhears the conversation of uh, Rudolph and Helen talking about, oh, I guess the beast is the king's son? Okay. Yeah, it's, it's basically explained to her in one way or another, like three times throughout the film. <laughs> yeah. Like, you probably could have just cut at least one of those out. Yeah. At least. But... At the end of the film, when the beast is is trying to claim his uh, right of inheritance oh around God. the the crown, he ends up presenting this cup to the crowd as a way to lend credence to his claims that he's the prince. It's like, check out this sick cup that I've always had. Look at this cup that Otto totally didn't steal from the palace and I, I rightfully own. Don't, this proves don't nothing. Worry. nothing. Uh, yeah, I, it proves it. <laughs> 
this is like my driver's license right here. <laughs> There's no way anybody else could have replicated this easy to replicate pattern that I myself replicated many times. Because he, he just he, yeah, he, he carves just, like, it into bowls and stuff. Yeah, this is my pattern, and he's very proud of he's very proud of his carving ability. Yeah. He apparently just, during the winter, he just sits in his lodge and he just carves wood, yeah. which is like, you know what? That's really the dream. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't clean. He doesn't do anything else. He apparently just carves because that place is a mess and is full of bones, full of <laughs> fake bones. <laughs> you're like, why are there so many bones? <laughs> I get you're a hunter. I get you hunt animals to eat, but you probably mm. shouldn't store the bones just in a pile behind a curtain. But how would they know I am a beast? Oh, I guess that's right. That's environmental storytelling at its finest. Yeah, you just you gotta <laughs> like get when, they, when she first approaches his like broken down ruin of a of a cabin or whatever he's living in, and she stumbles upon the opening to like Resident Evil Seven, which is just like <laughs> these rib cages and stuff hanging from the trees. Yeah, <sighs> which is great because at that point, so Belle. So Belle has heard Otto professing the innocence of the beast. Belle herself, she's kind of, like, you see in, like, a little, like, I guess in her imagination, you see her rethinking about the beast scaring her off with the uh, the crossbow. But also, more importantly, oh, he saved me. So I, I think what we're supposed to think is her, she's going, well, he saved me, so why would he also be killing people? If he if he saved me, and that's kind of what inspires her to go and check out the beast and maybe see if there's anything to Otto's claims that the beast is actually a rad dude. I guess, yeah. But then she shows up at his his hunting lodge, <laughs> which is just a ruin in the woods, just or just a, a shit shack in the woods, covered in bones. As you said, there's like rib cages outside. And she goes in, and she meets with the beast, and and she basically like believes him instantly. Yeah, she's like, "No, you're you're obviously a good guy. <laughs> this is yeah. this is the house a good guy lives in." Oh yeah, Otto vouched for you. I know there's a lot a lot of bones around here, but I guess I can sense that they are not human. I mean, that, so uh, the the one the the single skull I saw was not a human skull. So I'm assuming none of these are human bones. Yeah, and that's what, like, the beast does tell her, like, I don't kill humans, I only hunt to eat food. But it's still, like, I mean, that's what somebody who hunts humans would tell you. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't be like, oh yeah, no, those are my human bones from the humans that I hunted and killed and ate. Yeah. And I just keep around. Yeah, like, so, I don't know, she's just very easily swayed into thinking that he's a good guy. I mean, and, and that's... That's that's the writing in this film for you. <laughs> really. Mm. It would have been would have been kinda great though if like if she did go to the beast and she and he was just this big murderer. <laughs> and, and she's just like, Why didn't you kill me? And she and just like stands in the light and the it's of course with the way this film is shot, it would be her spotlight just right on the tatas just why did you kill why didn't you kill me when you had the chance beast and maybe a fan blows her hair so she's oh, just yeah. like full fangirl mode and the beast would just go i don't know uh -huh. just freezes. she's like i can fix him 
Yeah, I could change him. What what's oh. great too is that so they so they meet in his his hunting lodge, and then you keep calling beast... it that it's it's literally just like a rag, ramshackle. It looks like it was of like it almost looks like there was like a a little castle there or something, but it like mostly is torn down. So now it's just ruins. Yeah, which is a really like a shit place to like put a little kid. Yeah. I I don't I don't understand. Otto talks about how he brought the baby prince there and then he specifically like I kind of put it in the summary as that Otto cared for him like a son but from what Otto says he brought the prince food and then eventually the prince just learned to like hunt for his own yeah like what was the care this baby had because like yeah he wasn't an infant you don't just leave an infant alone in the woods and then come yeah. back and give it food now and then. I don't think, but, yeah. I don't think that would work very well no. or at all. And and a, a little kid would probably need a good few years on him before he's able to like sufficiently hunt by himself. He just left a toddler unsupervised in the woods? Yeah, and Otto. Woods that are shown to have wolves in them? Yeah. Otto! What a what a shithead, Otto. <laughs> yeah, I was I was God. very. Anyway, sorry, I very... I distracted from your point earlier. You said she meets them meets in his hunting yeah. lodge. So they they meet in the uh, I'll, I'll do I'll do air quotes yeah. around it hunting lodge, <laughs> and they kind of talk for a little bit, but then the beast hears the troll attacking some dudes off in the distance and. The beast races off. Well, first off, he locks Belle in like a prison in, that in she in the most flimsy ass looking prison I've ever seen. It's like yeah, it's like which which again so is shocking. like a little little suspicious. Why do you have this human sized prison that you built into your hunting lodge if you don't hunt humans, mm. beast? Hmm. 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 But so he. He throws her in there because for a while he thinks that she led the these hunters to him. Yeah. Um, he goes off to see what all the ruckus is, and basically the troll is just demolishing uh, these these men. And Belle escapes from her prison, and then she manages to catch up with the beast just after the troll has left. So the beast is is just like standing in a field of dead dudes. Yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, I didn't do it. Which, I mean, like fair I enough. He does use forensic evidence. He's like, do you see blood on me? I didn't do this. Do, do you think I, with my bare hands, tore these men apart? Like, I don't know. I'm still very suspicious. Mm. I know that as an audience, I saw that he explicitly did not kill those men. But <laughs> that said. That said. Yeah, but it's just, again, there's just. Why would you trust him, Bill? I don't know. Because she just she likes him to. for some reason. Yeah. yeah, it just it just the plot tells her she has to. Yeah. That's how Beauty and the Beast is. Right? Yeah. She's blind trust. I, yeah. I guess. Yeah, basically. Yeah, uh-huh. We do we I guess we need to maybe touch base on their romance a little bit. I mean, do we? I mean, they they like they get a little smoochy in. They do. 
it is actually kind of like there's like one point where she's like oh you're under a curse so you so like in the stories usually you can break the curse and then she gives him a, a little kiss and he's like you kissed me and she's like yeah i was trying to break the curse <laughs> and it doesn't work no it's like okay well i guess that's established then yeah that is kind of funny <laughs> I do, I do like it. Number one, it's fun because the beast is like so shocked just, that it is like it does. That? Yeah, it is kind of, it is like a legitimately kind of cute moment. Um, but the second thing I laugh at is that when Belle goes to kiss him, she kind, she just like kisses his upper lip. Yeah. Because just... <laughs> well, his... like, how else are you gonna get? Because he has this like big prosthetic on his whole face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like where, where do you kiss that? Yeah, and it, it does, I think it kind of forces his mouth open a little bit. Yeah, well, I don't think he can breathe through his nose in that mask, oh, oh, so he, he is always mouth-breathing. So his mouth is always he a little open, so it's not like you could get, like, a proper kiss in there, you just have to aim for one of the lips. You gotta, you have to let, make it so that he can still breathe. Yeah, he still has to be able to breathe. <laughs> oh, God. There is no hole it. for his nose in that mask. no. And he can absolutely, he cannot breathe whatsoever I don't even, in that. I wonder if he can even close his mouth properly because he's also got these like weird, nasty prosthetic teeth in. Yeah, I, I legit think that he probably, he probably can't close his mouth all the way. No, yeah. And, and it's funny because he, so he, he talks with, you know, in, in like a beastly manner. Like he, it's, it's mumbly and grumbly and... It's kind of great because I'm pretty sure that a good chunk of that is because of the prosthetics. Yeah, like it's, this poor man can't move. He can't. He can't enunciate. He can't breathe through his nose. So he's he's probably like you know talking as though he has a stuffed nose the yeah. entire film. He has to do short sentences that he could get a breath every so often. Oh, poor man. It's like it's hilarious. When you think of it in that terms, when you think of him having to work around yeah. his prosthetics, <laughs> it does, it works for the character, oh, though. Yeah. I'll give them that. Yeah. Yeah, so they make him, like, it's really, they make him, like, mumbly and sort of, like, I wonder, because I wonder also if his actor is, um, is also an Australian actor, and he's just also trying to step on his own Australian accent as well, like... Don't I, I I don't want to sound Australian. He's just he's grumbly, and he said he has like a couple of lines at the end of the film without his his prosthetics on. Yeah, and just like oh okay. Clearly, he's grown up alone in the in the woods, but he's never shown as being like my mind is also that of a beast. Yeah, it's not like um. I see, and I, I kind of I I default, of course, to the beauty er, to the Disney Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Where in that, it's kind of implied that the Beast is losing his humanity and that he is becoming more and more animalistic. This that's not what this film does. It's just he's just a dude that he's he's definitely rough around the edges because, as you said, he's just been living by himself in the woods for however long his, his whole life i yeah, guess yeah his entire life probably at least like i don't know 30 years if not more yeah i also don't know 
Like, yeah, he's cursed. Yeah, he's got sort of like an animal nose going on. Why didn't Otto just raise his- like, would the villagers have turned on him? Why Why not just raise- like, be like, yes, this is, uh, my grand-nephew. Um, raise him in this small town where no one knows. See, and my my mind always just goes to Phantom of the Opera, where I just want to be like, just put a mask on him and just put him in your basement. <laughs> I mean, that'll work out pretty well. And like, just just put just keep him with you, clean him up, because he's really scungy. Like he's got like he's got crusties all over that face. But probably if you just <laughs> washed its face, it'd yeah. be fine. I kind of feel like I I could see it two different ways because I I and granted I don't know a ton about the actual life of medieval peasants. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I I do know that there is like the stereo. You know, they they were quick to suspect devilry, or at least that's yeah. the stereotype. So maybe they would have been like, oh, he's this that small deformed boy is obviously the work of a devil. We must destroy him. But also. With all the shit that the peasants had to deal with, like smallpox and the Black Plague, yeah, people which... people do just be having, you know, scars yes. and stuff. Just be like, this baby uh, was in a fire. Yeah, so he's very scarred up. Like, he's not. He's not evil. He's just, you know. Uh, yeah, I feel like, especially with Otto, because he obviously has a lot of authority in this village yeah. and people trust him. I feel like he could probably get away with something. Yeah. And like, if you had that beast, the beast g- guy, and you like shaved his like weird neck beard and you cleaned off the, the crusties and you gave him mm-hmm. a haircut, the rest of him is like, you know, he'd just be like he's he his face was burned. And it healed kind of like a weird dog nose-ish. Yeah, it's all a matter I, of hygiene, mostly. That why he looks like... Yeah. Ugh. If he just, like, didn't, like, scream at people the first time that he met them yeah. or shoot them with a crossbow, yeah. he probably would have more friends. Just raise him to have a healthy self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And not be a, a weird hermit in the woods. Yeah, yeah. How much of how much of this was Otto's fault? Otto, come on, man. I like you, Otto, but come on, dude. You need to. There were better ways. Yeah. God, <sighs> man. I the beast's tendency to just like scream. I I love it, cause he just it's just like him. Like it's like he doesn't know how to deal with his emotions, so he well, just. Oh no! Like... He was raised alone in the woods. <sighs> It like it makes sense, but it's just I don't know. It's just kind of funny because he's just like every he'll just be like, ah, <laughs> but it's like there's, I I mostly I think of um I think of the scene where Lady Helen has has she's made the magic potion with the beast hair, and so she, uh, so she telepathically she could use a spell to telepathically talk to the beast. And that scene is great yeah. because from the beast's perspective, he's just chilling out in a cave when all of a sudden this random voice starts talking to him, telling them he has to go save Belle or she's going to die. And 
the entire time the you could hear the beast and he's just like confusedly yelling at a cave yeah <laughs> like where are you where are you and, and ah, just which is like it's fair i'd probably do something similar if a disembodied voice started telling me things in a cave i don't know it is it is but it's just it's so funny to see it play out on screen yeah. <laughs> just this I, and I think I just, I, like, picture, like, the the director, like, telling him, like, okay, just, like, you know, you're very confused. Make a lot of noise because you're, you're so confused. Yeah, and, like, don't worry about the sound. We'll fix it in post, like most of the audio in this film. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of re-recording and a lot of weird. I think it's because I watched it. I watch everything. I, 99% of the time when I'm in my apartment, I have my headphones on. So mm. maybe it's because it was being broadcast directly into my ears. But boy, you could tell that a lot of this dialogue was re-recorded over. Yeah. Oof. And, and probably because a lot of it seems to... Like, the, the movie is set on site. Like, whatever woods that they were filming yeah. in. Aside from the interiors, they were probably actually out in the woods, which, as we as we uh, heard in uh, the last movie that we looked at, the uh, secret of, fairy princess, secret of the whatever the fuck, dazzle, dazzle, in dazzle, uh, you know, maybe you don't want to just keep the audio from <laughs> the woods, or you'll have just screaming, screaming foxes, fox. yeah, in the background. Uh-huh. Which, uh, actually, on that note, that's probably a good time to mention, Brie, uh-huh. that, uh, surprise for you, but <gasps> this film and the last film we looked at, uh, Dazzle, share the same director. Really? Yeah. So, both films are directed by David Lister, and actually, it's funny, because this isn't even his first take on the Beauty and the Beast story. He oh. actually directed a film called Blood of Beasts, which is <gasps> basically Beauty and the Beast, but with Vikings. Oh, shit. And we will probably be taking oh a look God. at that film. Yes, that sounds when, great. But uh, it's, I had to, I had to reveal this as a surprise to oh you because I, yeah, so this, this film and Dazzle had the same director and I guess maybe he learned. That's he learned. Those foxes pissed him off. And he decided, <laughs> let's just redub let's this just, shit. We got to ADR ninety percent of this film. Hmm. Oh, it's it's funny because uh, actually, when I showed this movie to my viewing group, we actually ended up watching uh, this film and Dazzle in the same night, oh, and I revealed no. to them, I revealed to them that these were both directed by the same dude. And people commented on how, uh, as much as this, as much as Beauty and the Beast, a dark tale, tries to emphasize, uh, Belle's assets, there isn't any actual nudity or, like, real sexual content in this film. True. Meanwhile, in Dazzle, you do get a butt shot of Crystal. Oh, that's true. So technically, Dazzle had more nudity than <laughs> Beauty and the Beast of Dark Tale. <laughs> but it was less suggestive. Well, I mean, mostly. It had more suggestive commentary from the dudes in that film. Yeah. 
Whereas this oh, one, yeah. they're just like, yes, that is what Belle wears. A mini skirt and a low cut top. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's funny actually. Nobody ever comments on her costume. They just comment on I don't know, her just general appearance, which you could almost like put her in a different outfit and they'd probably still be making the same comments to be fair. But now now that we've established the director connection, I have to ask, who has the better romance, Tom and Crystal oh, or Belle and the Beast? Oh god. Oh boy. I mean, I guess, I mean, <laughs> this is a hard question. Yeah, neither of them are very good at all. No, like um, they, this <laughs> is between a rock and a hard yeah, place. Yeah, this is not a, this is not a fair choice. <laughs> Which one is better, bad or also bad? Yeah, it's. It's it's funny. I I personally feel like I have to give it to Belle and the yeah. Beast. Yeah, I was going to say. It's funny because even though they start off with the Beast almost shooting Belle with a crossbow, <laughs> after that, he's generally pretty okay to yeah, her. Yeah, he's just sort of a, a, a nice dude who doesn't know how to social interactions because he was raised alone in the woods. And I'm like, that's yeah. fair, bud. That's fair. You're doing the best and, you can. Yeah, and and it's funny because they have even less time together oh God, yeah. than Tom and Crystal. Uh. Who at least, like, Tom and Crystal had a full week to go from, like, <laughs> hating each other to being uh, lovers. Yeah. These Belle and the Beast have, like, a few days. Yeah. If that, if that, and and yeah, I don't know for some reason I like it works. It works so much better at the end. Yeah, maybe because they're actually like they work together, and and Tom and Crystal, I don't know, just seem to be annoying each other the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely. Yeah, I gotta give it to this one. He did it. And it, it also did take me a minute because I think after watching Dazzle, I got rid of most of Dazzle. Like, <laughs> you've, I, you've I don't it. have a lot of storage space up in this noggin. Um, and Dazzle is mostly gone. And I think we only watched that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it's the last movie we watched. <laughs> now it's gone. Uh, oh, this is God. why I can I rewatch should... things for the podcast. Because most in... of it just goes away. Oh god, I'll just start we'll just start repeating the oh, movies. No. <laughs> well no, because now now that I've like watched them actually no, I just said Dazzle's gone. I was gonna say, because we talk about them, at least most like some of it will stick, but no. <laughs> You'd think so, but nah. That'd be kind of fascinating to actually do that over time, just to to come back to the same movie and and try and comment over Ugh. it. And maybe see if, like, there's a point where you just, like, completely, I don't know, lose it on podcast and, like, storm out <laughs> to say never again. God. I feel, I feel like I would be up for that challenge. No. No, I don't think I am. Yet. <laughs> We'll, we'll get there. We, we already have, we have so many movies still to go. Maybe once we've watched every single other movie in your 
<laughs> in your library. <laughs> we can start revisiting. Okay. Deal. God. I want to I want to briefly elaborate on the the stone potion. Oh, that that's Helen that's literally in. I was going to say, can we get to that bit where they're in the uh yeah, let's touch up. Let's do the stone potion first because okay, go. For well, it. where where do where do you want to start with it? Oh, just like okay. So Helen is in her in her tower, and she's like threatening this troll that she created to go and try and defeat the beast. Which mm-hmm. she's like, I know he's bigger and stronger than you. I'm like, he looks like a normal ass man with some prosthetic. Like he's not, he's mm-hmm. not that. Okay, he like the troll is like a weird little goblin monster with giant teeth and claws. But sure, he's afraid of the beast. All right, sure, yeah. whatever. She's like, here, you can use this, and she holds up a jar of gray paste, and you're like, try the gray stuff. It's delicious, and she like puts it. <laughs> She has, like, this rat on her shoulder, and <laughs> she, like, puts the rat on the table and then rubs some of the paste on the rat with a knife, mm-hmm. like she's buttering a piece of toast. <laughs> the rat gets this really awful special effect on it and turns into a rat statue. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. I love that Lady Helen has to arm her her troll that we have seen rip off people's arms yeah and and she's like here take this knife and go stab the beast and you see it later and it's got it in its big old claws it's got this little dagger with the gray paste on it yeah god yeah and it and it tries to stab the beast but it it fails and hits and, the and horse somehow the beast's horse i guess decided to take one for the team <laughs> And, like, awkwardly jump in the way of the yeah. troll trying to stab the beast. that's what horses do. They run towards danger. Yeah. God. And so then you see you see the same special effect where the horse gets turned into a stone statue. Oh, my God. It's, it's, a, it's not a good effect. Like, the, the effect on the troll, decent. The effect on this mm-hmm. stone potion, bad. Bad. Yeah. Like, just unequivocally, that's a bad effect. <laughs> And and so of course we have to see it two more times. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. With with the troll, <sighs> the troll itself getting turned to stone, and then and, uh, then, and then what's his face, Rudolph. Rudolph? Yeah, yeah. And what's great is with the with Rudolph oh and the troll, they they leave the stone statues in the town square yeah. so that everybody could look at them. Yeah, it's like here's a reminder of why you don't mess with. The- <laughs> Yeah, the beast will turn you into the into fucking stone. Turn you into a fucking statuary. Yeah. Oh my god. What a, what a weird fucking thing to put in your town square. It's one thing if it's just a statue. It's a different thing if it's, uh, you know, like imagine if we dipped a person in concrete and then put them in the middle of a park. You just fucking carbonite someone and leave yeah. them. Like, that's not, why would you, what? It's why messed would you do up that? is what it is. It's weird. Ugh. It's great. Yeah, it's not great. We should probably talk about some of the other potions in this film. Oh Just... my god. Helen, so I, I wrote this completely out of the summary, because it's just, Helen has I just some sort of mixture 
that that's how she controls the troll is that oh, she just yeah. really loves sipping that, that, blue that juice, juice that blue yeah that blue gatorade she keeps on her yeah, that only Helen knows how to make make the special the Gatorade flavor. Yeah, it's never it's never explained what it is. This Pepsi yeah. Blue. <laughs> Ooh, Pepsi Blue. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps it in a little vial on her person, and like the troll will do anything for a drop of the Pepsi Blue. Mm-hmm. And and that's how Rudolph is able to gain control over the troll later on in the film, is that at one point he secretly snatches some of uh Helen's Pepsi Blue. Yeah. And and <laughs> it's just able like that's yeah, it. That's, that's all it. you that's need. All, yeah. That's that's all you need. And then the troll will obey you. Yeah, except I guess there's gonna be a point where the the Pepsi Blue runs out and yeah, at and that then point you're, Lady then you're hooped, basically. Yeah. Or like actually thinking about it, how how did Count Rudolph because Lady Helen was dead at that point, and Count Rudolph didn't know that because it literally just happened while he was like out with the troll trying to gain command over the peasantry. Oh, I don't know. But for all he knows is that Lady Helen would just show up and be like, uh, excuse me? That's mine? Um th- that's my troll? Look, we don't ask uh, questions about that sort of stuff in this movie. <laughs> just don't don't think about it. Yeah, because that's because Lady. So they they do the thing where they they storm up and they're like, "We're gonna go def- like kill Lady Helen because she's the evil one. She made the troll. She cursed you. Let's go get her." Okay, so they climb up her tower. Um, mm-hmm. and then she's like. Hey, I I made you into this beast. I'm the only one that can turn you back. Also, I used a strand of your baby hair to create the <laughs> the the troll. So that's yeah. So you're connected. You're somehow, connected for some I guess. reason. I used your humanity on the on the troll, which is not a human, but fuck it, whatever. Um. <laughs> I used I used your humanity to make a trollish monster. Yeah. So yeah. somehow that's how it works um mm-hmm. and he's like okay well change me back change me back she's like spare me and i'll I'll change you back and he's like okay well fucking do it then <laughs> and then she stabs him <laughs> instead she just grabs a knife off of the table behind her and fucking stabs him yeah. at which point he's like oh no i've been stabbed and he falls over <laughs> Oh, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> Belle rushes into the room because I guess she was just able to enter the castle and get all the way up her tower within that yeah. amount of time. Um, yeah, which, which to be fair, Lady Helen was like previously throwing thunderbolts at them <laughs> from the window. So I guess after like the beast was distracting her, it was a really simple task just to go to the front door and I guess take the elevator up yeah. to Lady Helen's uh, laboratory. I guess just wild um <laughs> cause yeah one of her one of her many potions is she just like dabs some oil on her palms and then rubs them together and goes Meh! and then can summon lightning and is just like making the beast dance across the field as she just like pew down lightning yeah. at him which is very silly <laughs> um but yeah like she she Belle runs in and like saves the beast by by 
jumping on Lady Helen, and then they have a little bit of a of a weirdly edited scuffle, and then I, Helen's about to have, kill her. I have to point out that I feel like this film. You know how it's a thing in movies where if you have a female villain <laughs> that you have to have a designated girl fight because only oh. girls can fight other girls? Yeah, of course. That's I, I couldn't help but think of that when just Belle comes out of nowhere because it's not like the, we, we, can't, we can't have the beast, even though he just got stabbed by Helen, we can't have her like, can't have him just like, I don't know, punch her in the shin yeah. and knock her down. Yeah. You got to have a girl to do that. Oh, yeah. They got to have a little bit of a girl fight, and then yeah, Helen's about to kill Belle, and then Beast just like gets back up and decapitates her. It's like okay, well I guess that's over. <laughs> and Belle's like, oh, "You killed her for me. You could have, you could have forced her to turn you back, but you killed her." And I'm like, "Girl, she already stabbed him. She was about <laughs> to kill him. What was he gonna do? <laughs> he wasn't. Gonna, he can't force her to do nothing. He was about to die." <laughs> okay i guess i mean you're you're thinking of it as this sweet thing that he's done for you sure he's, whatever I, i'm pretty sure that the beast just understood that after helen killed killed bell he was gonna be next yeah but he's like if if she killed you why would i have any reason to live it's like well you were gonna die anyway and then bell just grabs a random <laughs> pot of yeah. like white ointment off of her off of Helen's bench and is like, yes, she this, seems, this seems like healing goop and <laughs> puts it on his stab wound and then he's fine. It's, it's so, it's great. It's, because oh. the beast starts, again, he just, his, he starts screaming in pain. Belle starts kind of screaming. And like you said, she just grabs this random ass potion and she, it's just, she shoves it into the open wound yeah. with her fingertips. Yeah, I don't know. And she just like is screaming like, "Please work!" Uh, and it just, it it does. But what would have been great is if she accidentally picked up the stone potion. Oh, and, and well, that's put- what I was like. Good thing she didn't pick up the gray paste and take a yeah. sniff. Oh, let me put this on you, and then Belle and the Beast both turn to they're stone. Both, they're and both that's stone. God. That's it. I love it. And then why would you? <laughs> the, the- why would you trust? Why would you trust anything on that workbench? And then no. and then they're both okay. And they're both safe. And Helen's dead. And then Otto walks into the room and he's like, Ha ha! I'm here too! Uh, I'm like, Otto, where time- were you? Last time we saw Otto, he got knocked out by, by Count Rudolph's Yeah, Rudolph's he was men. out in the village and he got knocked out. Otto, where the... Because f- they're like, it's just the two of us against Rudolph and his whole army and blah, 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 and the troll. And he's like, you mean all three of us? And he just walks in. <laughs> You're like, where did Otto, you... Where'd you come from? And it's... I just... uh, You know, I just picture on the sitcom shows where the beloved character walks in and the audience just has yeah, that, just, like... Hey. hey! Like, 30 seconds where they hoot and holler. Like, yes, Otto! Woo! Otto! Otto's here. Save the day. He's, he's here to save the day by dipping these the arrows that they use in this movie. It's very funny because they clearly just like bought archery arrows like modern archery arrows. Ooh, I could use those. Yeah. They had, they had a budget and and medieval style uh, 
arrows were not in the budget. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to pay someone to do fletching on, like, actual, like, fake arrows from yeah, from no. that time period. Uh, just get some arrows with, like, the, the, the dulled metal tips mm-hmm. from Keep- the archery supply store. Keep the receipt so that we could return them after shooting is done. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. I, I just pictured the uh, David Lister, the director. He just, he goes back to the store with his receipt. And, and the, the clerk there is like, what's this gray paste that you've got smeared on the tips of these? Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, don't touch it. You'll turn to stone. <laughs> just kidding. It's just, it's. It's just sesame paste. Yeah, s- sorry. It'll, it'll. I'll just. It's from my lunch. I'll wipe it off. Yeah. So I get, a, I get a full refund, right? Sir, it's been more than, it's been more than the two week return period. Okay. How about I put your name in the credits? <laughs> As a prop, prop designer. Yeah. There we go. Ooh. There you go. God. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we should probably- do we need to give a nod to Belle and her smoke bombs? Oh, yeah. She, like, accidentally makes a smoke bomb at the beginning of the film by mixing random shit she found in the forest. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Somehow these common forest ingredients that she found were just, like, now it explodes into a smoke bomb. (laughs) Yeah. And she she uses them to help the the beast escape from uh, the trial, and then he she also uses them to provide them some cover yeah. when they're trying to attack Lady Helen's castle. Oh my god! I mean, you know, they they brought it in at the beginning, and then they used it later as a plot device. Some, yeah, yeah, they they wrote it. They that kudos to them because yep. some movies would not think to pick up that plot point there was at least a thread that they that they began and then picked back mm-hmm. up yeah i think this this movie is a series of threads and they're all <laughs> kind of tangled together yeah. and it's like like you said it's like they picked them back up um it's a big ass knot but they're there oh <laughs> uh. Is there any anything else that you could think uh, of for this one, Bree? I mean, probably, but I think we've hit all the mo the main things. Yeah. So would would you recommend this one for a uh, bad princess movie night? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it's that's pretty pretty emphatic. Yeah, I mean, I watched it at a bad princess movie night, and then I watched it again. So like, yeah, I would recommend this one. It's, and even, it's bad, and, and it's cheesy, and it's bad. Yeah. Go for it. So this this is, I guess, like, this is a good one that it works when you are watching it with friends and when you are just by yourself. Mostly with friends. Yeah, oh yeah. I, that's, I, that's definitely the ideal way to view it. But yeah. if you are just looking for something to entertain yourself with at the end of a night like this is this is a good one to put yeah, on there's and worse, just laugh at there's worse ones to have a laugh at yeah it's it's possible to laugh at this by yourself there's 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 a lot of things to notice whether it's the weird background props the costumes oh, the costumes the of the story. villagers in the background yeah. 
there's one dude with like a, a pointy hat that I just love. Sorry, I, 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 as always, have it playing on silent while we talk, and I just saw that man, and he's just beautiful. He's an old man with a red cap, and he's just... Um, David the, the Gnome. Best. Yeah, he's just the David the Gnome. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, w- I would recommend... This is, this is a fun one for a, a bad, bad watch. Ooh. Yeah, I same here. Go and watch this one. I I really I enjoyed it, and I need to find new friends that I could also watch <laughs> this movie. Just making new friends for the sole purpose of showing Beauty and the Beast a dark tale. Honestly, it's I want to. There's so many good movies that it's just like. <laughs> I could rewatch a film so many times, I don't care, but there's some people that they watch a film once and they're done and they never want to see it again, even though it brought them so much joy. Uh I yeah, I need to make many friends, make them watch make them watch Beauty and the Beast of Dark Tale. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll happen. But yeah, one day. One day when Oh yeah. The world is a better place. <laughs> But I think that is going to be it for us today. So uh, thank you for joining us. If you want to check out some clips from this movie, then feel free to follow us on Twitter at BadPrincessMOV. If you have uh, email or suggestions that you want to (laughs) send to us... Uh Feel feel free to... I'm botching this section. I'm going to power through. It's all right. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, powered through um but you can email us we have an email is the main thing <laughs> so you could email us at at bad princess movies at gmail.com uh, did it. and if you want to i did it uh and if you want to check out the catalog of bad princess movies you could check that out at bad princess movies.com that's it <laughs> Uh, wait did the twitter count did you do the twitter count did yeah that was zo- first oh fuck i zoned did out did you oh, you're, no, you're blacking out already oh god it's already you're already <laughs> you're starting to purge <laughs> so, should we start over <laughs> oh god no i'm okay hello and welcome to the bad person <laughs> podcast <laughs> take two Take two. Brie just went into a fugue state and she woke up two hours later. (laughs) Are we ready to start the podcast? Yeah, let's get into it. We're running a little late today, man. It's yeah, it's a strange thing, you know. (laughs) How many how many times has this happened and you just don't know? Oh god. (gasps) Oh no. It it takes me so long to edit the audio because we have uh twelve hours each episode. (laughs) Every time it's recording day, you gotta book the whole day. Cause I'm yeah. gonna just be in and out. <laughs> we're we're stuck in a Groundhog's Day loop oh, where until we we record the perfect episode, we can't escape. Yeah. But I'm the only one that retains memory of each loop. Oh no, that explains so much. Oh god, oh, god. This is why I'm the way I am. <laughs> 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 Okay, we gotta escape the time loop. We gotta get out of here. Okay. Okay. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching our podcast.
Bye. 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 Oh, God. <laughs>